Hi, how's it going? Welcome into the Irish NFL show presented by Pundit Arena. Friday night, Friday night lights. Delighted to be joined with the usual comrades, Colin, Mark, and last but certainly not least, Brian. Boys, how's it going? Colin, how are you? I'm good. It's uh, a Friday night. It has already been a crazy week and we are just about to enter into what promises to be the maddest free agency period any of us will have witnessed. And we're not going live this weekend, Brian? No, that's the plan. No live? Not unless, excuse me, something really drastic happens over the weekend. But uh, look, we've got a lot of shows next week, but I think we're going to Stepped it up in this and notch this week with some of the great guests we've had on, but uh, certainly a lot to talk about, and in particular about the Patriots. Uh, eventful day in the NFL again. Eventful day in the NFL. Before we talk about the Patriots, we have to see the light, and it's great to welcome in Mark. Mark, uh, that's a nice t shirt you're wearing there. Is that Patriots colors for anybody in the podcast? Or? No, no, I don't <laughs> want to talk about the Patriots, I don't want to talk about Cam Newton, and I definitely don't want to talk about Tom Brady. Okay. Can we just, can we just finish now? Are we good? Well, let's. Do you know what? Let's let's just let's just jump in. Let's just jump in, and we're going to have to talk about it now. In that sense, the big news today is Cam Newton gets another year, a deal. Whoever's washer that is in the background, go on mute. Can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, gets his five million deal, five million dollars, Colin, isn't it? Uh, what's your thoughts on this move for the Patriots? Do you think it solidifies him as a starter, or do you think it's a joke? Do you think it's a joke in the sense that they'll bring somebody in? Um, it's 14 million. It's it's backup QB money, as Andrew Brand pointed out on on Twitter. Um, I I think I cannot get it for for the the Patriots. You have seen nothing but um, unbridled success, and all of a sudden Brady goes to the Bucks, and uh, he has great success there. And he, the Patriots have an awful um, season last year, uh, especially trying to move the football. Uh, but to me, they bring Cam back because he knows the, the system. We know this is a jargon-laden um, or loaded system. Uh, you, br- you bring him back, but it's, it's $14 million and it's, it's a one-year deal. Uh, to me, it, maybe the Patriots are looking at, at the draft. Uh, you know, a lot of talk about uh, Mac Jones potentially being uh, the guy there. Uh, I, I certainly don't think this says that they have, um, you know, long-term faith in uh, in Cam. Um, uh, they they certainly need uh, many more weapons on that offense to make it even semi-competent because right now it is impotent. And look, I, I can get where Mark is coming from, especially when you see what Brady is doing uh, down in uh, Tampa Bay, which we'll come to. But to me, I think while Cam might be the starter for the Patriots in September, he won't be the starter in December. Oh, your boy was me again. Won't, won't be the starter in December? That's a that, that's a big shot, Colin, to start. That's a big shot. Tell you what, let's get the quarterback whisperers main thoughts. The guy with Daniel Jones under the helm in New York. Dan, uh, Brian, what's your thoughts on this move for the Patriots? Call me Daniel there for a minute. Um, what's what's my thoughts on it? It's funny. Colin says an orchestrate um, an offense that he's used to, an offense that was probably orchestrated last season to try fit his best credentials, and that still didn't work because he just didn't look up for it. He started very well the first month, and then he went on a drastic turn of events after he came back from the COVID. I don't honestly believe he'll be the starter come September. I think the Patriots are looking at a situation where free agents going to free agents going to start next week. 
they're not sure who they're going to get. They're potentially not sure if they'll get one in the draft. Columns alluded to Mac Jones, uh, Trey Lance, another one that's been potentially suggested, you know, depending if they fall to the Patriots. So I think this is just the backup plan of all backup plans to a certain extent because I didn't think they would go down this road. But I, I don't believe he'd be the starter. And whilst it's a lot of money, I don't think, think it's against their rounds of possibility that he could get released before the season if they find the right person because I don't believe Cam will want to sit on the bench. And, yeah, I can see where Colm's going if they do have to start with Cam Newton. I think they'll quickly realise it's the wrong decision and they will have to reevaluate and put someone else in a quarterback. So I can, I know, I see exactly what Colm's point is. But I don't believe, I think it's it's March and people will make bigger deals of these situations. They've locked him, locked him up as a backup plan. I don't think he will be the starting quarterback come September. And he's on mute again. Do you know what? Probably better I'm on mute because I'm controlling. You know what? Do you, do you know what? No. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, I'm only joking. Let's just get through and do it, Mark. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you a question, but you must be delighted. This is a celebratory day for the Patriots to get a franchise quarterback in Cam Newton, the guy that took that Panthers team to the Super Bowl. Is such a well-rounded quarterback yeah. guy that is well-respected in the league. He must be a very happy man to see them. Yeah, so um, Janus was the two-headed Greek monster. So let me try and give you the um, super positive spin and then the reality of life. So, uh, yeah, the super positive spin, of course. You know, the Patriots look up a former MVP who went 15-1 and with the Panthers in that um, storied Super Bowl uh, appearance season. Um he, you know, everybody wants to ride off the Patriots and say how dreadful they had a season last year. And they didn't have a great season, but they still went seven and nine. It's not like, I don't know, four of the last five years of the Broncos or the Giants guys uh, going far worse than that. So, um, you know, uh, he also did that with no tight ends. He did that basically with no wide receivers. Julian Edelman getting injured and going on uh, uh, the injury reserve lift early, uh, early in the season. Nikhil Harry being a pretty big bust uh, first round of wide receiver, um, not really um, breaking out in the Patriots at all. So he did it with very little weapons. He did it with injury as well. He also suffered with COVID, which derailed the season. And yeah, do you know what? Adam Schefter was talking in January about Cam Newton maybe getting 40 to 50 million in, with plus incentives on a two-year deal with someone like Washington. So the Patriots picking him up for basically eight plus six in incentives could be regarded as good business. Now, the reality is, if you watched any of the 16 games of the New England Patriots last year, you would have severe reservations about Cam Newton being your starting quarterback. Is he a great running back? Yes. Is he a difference maker, which deviates and helps in some offensive game planning? Of course he is, and certainly that was shown up in the red zone. But could he throw and threaten any defense deep? No. I mean, the Patriots had, I think, nearly historically bad season in throwing uh, touchdown or touchdown reception passes um, in the season. And of course, James White threw for one. Uh, Jacoby Myers, I think, threw for two. Edelman threw for one in a regular season game. I mean, it was literally anybody, can anybody throw the ball? Because clearly Newton couldn't. Um, and people can say an awful lot about Tom Brady and an awful lot about other quarterbacks, but they can complete a five-yard out. They can complete a 20-yard seam pass. They can complete a, um, a straightforward, you would think, slant pass. And too many bloody times in that season last year did I watch Cam Newton fundamentally fail to execute those basics. 
So I know we've got questions in on Facebook, Luke Kelly. Do you think Newton signing with the Pats again is a good decision? For Cam Newton, yes. For the New England Patriots sitting on, as it was, 76 million in cap space with the opportunity to revolutionise and revitalise the entire team. Bloody hell no. We sat, we sat for um, 10 weeks listening to pathetic, well, they weren't actually were quite humorous, uh, comparisons of NFL moments to songs. And tonight, I've got one for Mark. As a, as a Patriots fan, it's from a Northern Irish group called uh, Dream. Um, so teach me to walk your path, wear your shoes, talk like that. I'll be an angel, and things can only get better. So I think they get better at the end, but Michael, in fairness, like. Free agency hasn't even started yet. If this was the back end of free agency and you were signed to a contract, I'd be saying, "Yeah, you've got a you've got a valid point there." But the reality is, come next week, they could have signed another quarterback in in, in free agency, and it'll quickly be realised that it's a backup payment or a backup yearly salary for Newton. So it's eight million dollars. But there is quarterbacks in the league getting paid eight million dollars. Like, um, I can't remember what Chase Daniels was on, but he was on a reasonable reasonably good package and um, with the Saints he, a number of years ago he's been talked about again as the best uh, backup quarterback around in the league at the moment wasn't yeah, look, uh, sorry Michael, Mark. it's not the worst bit of business the Eagles are paying someone 33 million to play quarterback for someone else so <laughs> you know <laughs> worse things well Mark uh, your wife got a live reaction of you earlier on when you heard the Cam Newton news if you want to see it yeah, yeah I don't ahead. think he's a choice what what is this? Is this still a thing? Four days on. Can we can we talk oh, about this now? Yeah, yeah, no? Yeah. no, I didn't mean it. Well, no, I'm not saying anything. Well, let's let's move on. We've got we've got bigger news today on a personal aspect. We launched uh, our website today, IrishNFLShow.com. Sorry, wrong wrong thing. Um, <laughs> the the IrishNFLShow.com, uh, a website. Yes, in this day and age, why do you have a website? We are going to put our our opinions everything on that website um folks we have start, started that and also boys i think everybody knows by now that i am probably you know like i, I made a few t-shirts i'm not wearing i'm wearing something more important tonight i think we can all talk about it here in a second but a few gandhis as, as we call them up north here uh, a t-shirt so t-shirts available now uh based upon my limited skills we can only send it to ireland or the uk at the minute so uh that's that's the crack but uh, the first t-shirt there the previous pint is under review uh, pints, pale lag is crack, and just the box standard. Everybody wants the box standard black Irish and a Show t-shirt. Promo code pints, P-I-N-T-S, for 15% off ends on Sunday. Promo code pints, P-I-N-T-S, irishandafalshow.com. Call a big day launching a website. You must be delighted. Uh, I, I definitely think the previous pint is under review. It might be something that Brian O'Leary has uttered on a Monday morning uh, on occasion. Uh, I think uh, the fact that um, you know it's it's a place where people can go to to get it all in one. Uh, when you were trying to pass on the link to people and they were like, oh, I'm not on Twitter or Facebook. So it's good that we actually have uh, a website now that we can share. I have to commend you, Michael. It looks very well. I, I credit where credit's due and I really do. Are you well? Because I do like that. I do like the one with the points T-shirt. I have to say, I do like it. So, uh, yeah, look, it, it has all the it has all the shelves up there, and 
there's going to be a bit more uh, stuff to be put on the website in the coming weeks. So, yeah, it should be uh, a good place for people to go and pick up the news if they don't get an opportunity to watch the show live or just there after. Well, I definitely appreciate that. And I think as well, the, uh, the, the whole aspect of this is this. I'm trying to make, like, you know, stuff, like, I am going to try and make stuff that's maybe relevant to people in Cork or maybe in Antrim, like That's Us Nay or something like that. But you got, you got to give me time. He's got to give yeah. me time to try and make t-shirts. Any ideas are appreciated. Email. Hair, haircut tips. No? Haircut tips, yeah. <laughs> and and Gansey is the Irish for jumper as well, Michael. So maybe we'll, we'll ease back on the grail again. But uh, well, I, other, I than that, other than that, it's a great day to launch a website. So yeah, there you go. I mean, this is made up for that Cam Newton news completely for me. Excellent. It has. Yeah. A, little, yeah, a little bit of credit and quickly knocked down, Michael. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, promo code PINTS, 15% <laughs> off. PINTS. Anywho, something, anywho. So, something that nobody's had for a long, long time in this country. Well, I mean, we, we've, we've all got a glass. So. Yeah, yeah. In a proper, in a proper uh, in establishment. A proper yeah, exactly. Well, I'll tell you what, boys, by, by the looks of it, it looks like we might be open before you. So maybe I'll have to be the sole person doing a meetup in Belfast for everybody because you boys won't be allowed over the border. So. Uh, more exclusive news about our Belfast meetup coming very soon. I'm going to jump on to the next section of tonight's show while these boys are thinking about that there. Uh, Tom really does it again, Colin. More, more. Hold on, actually, hold on, hold on. He's, he's not happy. He's not, he's not happy. Can we just move on, please? No. <laughs> We're just going to call him. What, what's your thoughts on this whole Tom Brady, uh, well, a one-year extension? Which, Colin, were you surprised that Tom Brady got the extension? <laughs> um, the, the interesting thing is, I suppose, the voidable years in, in the contract. Um, Andrew Brandt, again, had he'd released a piece this morning about kind of understanding the cap. He talked about his time at the Packers, and one of the things that he had tried to avoid doing was um, that pushing out the, the money uh, towards the end because we've seen what that can do uh, with the Steelers, with the Saints. But when you're the Bucks and you're in that situation and you feel, you, you look at the Saints and you go, uh, they're basically playing um, their you know, uh, junior B side next year because of um, their, what they, they've had to cut. They're in a great chance of their division. They're in a ch great chance of going to the playoffs and potentially making another Super Bowl run. So if you can get Brady to, to take that, you can bring Shaq Barrett back. Uh, suddenly you uh, you look uh, like one of the favorites for the, the Super Bowl again. And Tom, has, has he did it in New England. He's doing it again here. He wants to have the, the team around him. Uh, he there, there are plenty of guys around the league who should have done similar, uh, who could do similar, who could get better protection for their own line, who could get better receivers, who wouldn't have to be making excuses or throwing their teams under the bus uh, come January every year. Uh, I Look, Brady does it. This is why Brady has the rings that he does. He Others have bigger bank balances. He has the rings to show for it. Can I just apologize to Luke? Luke, I've just seen your comment. Sorry. Uh, I think we've sort of summed that one up. Go back to the very start if you didn't see it, folks. Um, but sort of staying on that. Th thank you very much for the comment. Get them in, folks, if you want. Uh, can I just, uh, just very quickly, I'm getting texts from people now because of Brian genuinely slagging my hair. So can we just can we just stop that now, please, Brian? The, the hair comments, etc. Who texts you, your wife? No. 
Somebody else. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> the hairdressers are open again. And hello to you to, to, to this watching. Someone is very um, protective of your uh, your hairstyle. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I'm ha- happy enough, boys. I'm doing the best of what I can at, at my age, at my tender age now. Uh, Brian, let's let let's jump on uh, your thoughts on Tom Brady. Obviously, taking the Giants hat off. Th- this must be a very exciting day to see one of the greatest of all time have another year in the NFL and, and obviously work out a good deal for the team as well. As an NFL fan, you have to commend him for what he's done today. He's done what he's done time and time again. I'm not sure whether he would have done it if the Bucks had had a season which petered out, but the fact that they won the Super Bowl and he recognises that. There's one missing link to last year's team, and that's Jack Barrett, and right now he's not signed. And by doing that deal today, that pretty much gives him the bones of 70 and 80 million to work with Jack Barrett to get the deal done. So, he, again, he's a team player. He always has been, and he's, again done a masterful thing in terms of winning the Super Bowl and he's done a masterful thing in, in advance of the next season where, as Colin was to, he probably recognises that the division is going to be quite weak and they will potentially win the division and have another chance of going at the Super Bowl. But I do think there's a certain part of me that looks at that today and thinks it's once it was coming, um, it was quite orchestrated in the sense that he did it very soon after the Cam Newton uh, deal was announced. Mark might think I'm being a bit... Bit strange on that one, but uh, <laughs> I just think you. I never even thought of it. That, that's ten out of ten. Well, like, what was it? One o'clock, half one. Cam Cam Newton's news is announced, give or take, and then by half three, he's up on on Twitter, you know, promoting the fact that he's coming back. What, what was the quote? Uh, ready for number eight, and he has fairness. I have to say, his his fleece was quite snazzy in terms of his, his Super Bowl wins. But um, uh, sorry, sorry, we, we can't talk about merch now for anybody else apart from our own. Promo code PINTS for 15% off. <laughs> well, Tom Brady can buy everybody points at this stage with the amount of money he's earned. And, but <laughs> look, that's the first reaction today. I said, not a surprise. He's done what he always does. But I did think if I was a Patriots fan looking at that today, one, I'd feel regretful that they didn't work it out and keep him. And second of all, how it seemed very orchestrated in the fact that it was announced very soon after the Cam Newton news. Okay, okay, come on, come on. Like, I mean, there is no way Tom Brady is sitting there waiting until, hmm, do I have some Cam Newton news to try to, um, you know, jump on top of? I don't think it was orchestrated. He's a bigger person than that. No. And in fact, nobody expects Simon the Pats again, so I don't even think Brady did. Um, also, Brady isn't buying anyone pints. He's got Cavan and Quark heritage. So, that just ain't happening he's buying pines or if not it's only for his own republic so there you go um yes he's done it again he's taken the below par uh below market value uh in order to make for the betterment of the wider team uh everybody likes to moan and say oh yeah but he's had better defenses than aaron Rodgers. he's had better defense than paying money yeah he's also taken less money so the team can round out with better players and indeed set the example to encourage others to take below market salaries and be used as a tool himself in that regard. So he has led from the front and that and doing it again. The Bucks are borrowing from the future. They've done it with Levante David's contract. They're doing it with Brady's contract. But you know what? If they get two good more years at a run at a Super Bowl, um, they won't give a damn about it. Um, just below the radar as well, it's kind of I always like these kind of lower um, acquisitions as well. They kind of see how teams are building out the depth. Um, they've re-signed Kevin Minter today who's actually a key part of their depth squad there. Um, special teams captain, uh, and he was the main fill-in when um, Devin White couldn't play in Week 17 in the first playoff game against Washington. So, you know, you need the depth. You need all 53, and you sometimes need the 10 on the practice squad as well. So things like that and bringing back the band uh, do matter as well. And now the Bucks can move on to 
well, maybe it's Gronkhorn. Maybe, of course, it's Shaq Barrett as the first priority, or maybe it's someone else uh, in order to keep as much there as possible for another crack at another Lombardi. So I am so happy for Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Yay. I mean, can I just – I wanted to actually start a whole joke. Uh, Mark, it's a year since the news, nearly a year, and I was going to put the parting glass on in the back and put you full screen for a laugh, just a bit of crack, you know, because he's gone. But um, are you really telling me that Mr. Kellogg, Mr. Kraft, with his big helicopter, the Patriot stuff on it, and his six or seven Super Bowl trophies in the back just to make him feel like a big man – isn't given Tom Brady the rest of it in a prime paperbike. And he's such a team player. Do you, do you really think that Brady over the last 10 years? Like- Absolutely not, Michael. I mean, Brady over the last 10 years has had the advantage of being in the big money market in relation to it. But all of those owners have too much to lose from dicking about with the, the salary cap, to be frank. So they're going to play by the rules. Um, and, you know, do you sell? Does Jerry Jones sell players on the fact you get to play for the Dallas Cowboys and you have the whole state of Texas as your plaything for businesses and anything you want? Of course he does, but he's not giving them money behind the corner. Um, the same thing for the New York teams, the same thing for the Boston teams, the same thing now, of course, for the LA teams uh, in that regard. It just isn't worth it and isn't worth breaking the uh, <clears throat> monopoly between the 32 teams uh, to cause issue for themselves down the road because there's just too much money for them all to make otherwise um talking about money let's let's move on to our next segment of the show and this is turning into the money hour so you know we'll just put that up very quickly but uh Mahomes is restructuring his con his contract today Colin I know I can't really say much because of what I'm wearing but can you take your Broncos hat off and just generally talk for the AFC West and the AFC in general what what's your thoughts on Mahomes restructuring his contract Still not saving a lot of money in, in that sense. Well, it, it will though, because it, it's gonna it's gonna give them seventeen million to play with. Which, given that they cut um, Fisher, um, Mitchell Schwartz, and uh, their starting center, uh, they'll suddenly have uh, you know money to to play with. I think this is um, Patrick Mahomes learning from uh, Tom Brady and ensuring that he has protection i mean if he has uh if you if you look at russell wilson and uh he gets sacked 40 40 times last year you don't have an o-line to protect you your uh, career gets exponentially shorter and uh, you don't tend to do as well um on the uh, in terms of results so i think mahomes has, has looked at that and realized um i also see talk that they uh, may look to um, extend Honey Badger, um, and uh, they they may look um, potentially at Chris Jones at restructuring that uh, to give them even more money to to play with. So um, there was a lot of rejoicing in Broncos country uh, at what had gone on on that Chiefs O line, um, and kind of looking at uh, you know Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Uh, getting a chance to really get at Mahomes, um, but we don't know if Von Miller will be back uh, with the Broncos. And it seems that the, the Chiefs have learned that the lessons of uh, playing Mike Remmers in a Super Bowl. Uh, it just does, doesn't work. Uh, the Mitchell Swartz thing is probably the, the piece that's most interesting. I think he, uh, we still don't know if he's going to retire, but he was outstanding to me. He's, a, he's an enormous loss. Fisher was, is, a, is an outstandingly good player as, as well, but they, they, I guess they looked at it in terms of um, 
cost and age and, and whatnot. But look, the, the, the Chiefs have shown over the last couple of years they're able to make magic happen with the cap. Don't put it past them uh, again. Uh, last night, there was a number of journalists in the Kansas City area who were giving Mahomes a hard time because of the, the contract in which he got last year. And they were they were pretty much trying to put the blame on him in the sense that this is the reason why they've had to let three guys go in the space of 24 hours is all caused because of the contract in which he took. And in fairness to Mitchell Swartz, he came out on social media last night and basically pushed back on that and said, the decision isn't because of Mahomes' contract. It's because the Chiefs need to move on for whatever reason. Um, during a year where it's a very difficult uh, salary cap for all teams and it's a business decision and I respect the decision made and for people to be using Mahomes as the, the punch bag for these decisions is ridiculous. 24 hours later he takes a, a pay cut similar to the Brady type of style in terms of to help the team going forward and 78 million is a sizable amount of cash to get back leading up to free agency next week so you would imagine having seen some of the, the guys that have been released elsewhere within the league Kevin Zeidler the Giants, best line guard, best right guard for the Giants last season, 12 million. He's gone, but yet you understand the reasons for it. He will get picked up quickly enough and he could potentially be someone that could go to the Chiefs. But there is valuable players out there. And next year, the, the best, next week, you're going to hear one year contracts, one year contracts everywhere because a lot of players are going to take the one year, see what they can get out of that and reevaluate next season, go for the bigger contracts elsewhere. You're going to get see, see players stepping into positions with teams on a, a reasonably good contract for them but only for a year and that's that's how next season is going to play out it's a it's a year like no other and next season it'll just go back to normal mark can i just apologize on behalf of the group i actually thought it was only like a five million restructure so 17 is not bad but it's it's 17 in more terms of cap space they've created um this this is the thing i mean it's a 10-year 503 million dollar deal in terms of maximum space so this is just the first i mean he only, he only signed it last year and this is going to be like tony romo's contract and multiple of those dallas cowboy contracts it is always going to be the first thing on the chopping block of oh we need cap space hmm patrick would you do another restructure hmm patrick would you do another restructure uh, and slowly and surely, there's going to be more difficult years along the way when the cap hits start coming heavier and heavier because they've rebalanced the breaks and they've rebalanced the signing bonuses and things like that. I mean, great, you've got the flexibility to do it, but um, it, it's not uh, ideal, and especially not in the first year of your 10-year contract, to be starting down that path. Look, I think the biggest story isn't necessarily about him restructuring. Yes, it gives them some space. It's about what they've done on that O-line. Uh, I'm a big fan of Eric Fisher, you know, former first overall pick in the draft, um, and he's a fantastic tackle. And you saw what happened in the Super Bowl when they didn't have Fisher and they didn't have Schwartz. And to make the decision say, well, we're blowing it all up, yes, it could pay off. And yes, they've got players like, um, I think their third round 2020 pick who opted out of the season last year can come back in. He plays tackle, and that's great. But there aren't a lot of tackles in free agency available. Like, that's actually one of the surprising things. It's maybe a more tackle-rich draft, and maybe they're going to draft a couple of rookies. And we talked about Tristan Wirfs the other night with Mina Kimes, that there's an opportunity there uh, for a rookie to come in and blow it all away. But you're talking about blowing up the most important part, if you like, uh, in the sense that games are won in the uh, the trenches. Um, you know, don't feel too bad for Kansas City fans. They've only got quarterback, tight end, wide receiver, um, all sorted, uh, and with absolute star players at it but they've got to get the O-line fixed. Otherwise, other teams can do a Tampa Bay on them. And uh, the trenches matter. So restructuring to be done, 
but restructuring of their own line altogether. Yeah, I mean, like, Mahomes can do as many Superman passes as he wants, but if he's got no protection, it means nada. I'll say one thing about the tackles. Me and Colin know more than many people here how difficult it is to get that position right. That's not a position to mess around with. You can mess around with wide receiver, tight ends, but if you haven't got a good protection, you're in trouble. And I, like, you know, let's see what happens. One of the best tackles in the draft is going to be end, is going to end up in your division, but it won't be with yourselves, unfortunately. Um, Slater, Sean Slater, he'll be at the Chargers. He'll be picked by them. But the point I was going to make is, was Marcus saying there's not a, a lot of free uh, free agents in terms of uh, offensive line guys? What you're what you're gradually seeing, and you probably will see over the coming days, is guys getting released who are serviceable and can do jobs for other teams in the league and be picked up. And like the Chiefs, they're they're going to address the situation, you know, and probably bring the average age of that offensive line down. And yeah, maybe it won't be perfect for the first year, but I think it's a long term plan. And with Mahomes every 10 years, it's not just about next year, it's about years beyond that. There's no point in continuing with the same offensive line if he's going to get smashed up next year or have a game like he did in the Super Bowl continuously throughout the season. So once it might be difficult to bring in a new offensive line next season, I think long-term they'll be fine. Michael, there's way too much quarterback talk tonight. Is there anything else going on in the NFL? Anything else interesting? We, we have got one more thing to talk about before we recap on our on our website and pints, etc. Colin, have you, have you a point to make on the, the Chiefs? Yeah, I just just think um, a, a lot is going to depend on how referees um, look at the O-line and, and in terms of what penalties are called. The, the game was called very differently in the 2020 season. And if that's the case, I think the transition... Uh, from the college game into the NFL uh, might be a lot easier. Uh, you can get away with a lot more than you ordinarily would have uh, in previous years. So it might be that that you know teams are aware that that's going to be things. So they're thinking, well, we can we can do that. And I mean, if the the Chiefs are looking at a guy they took in the third round who hasn't played at all, and they're thinking he can be a starter. Um, then Tristan Wirfs, and, and look, it's a copycat league. We know that, and that is something that doesn't change. And then teams look at it, and they think, we can do that, except it doesn't always work. We we saw it, the, the Peyton Manning thing that fooled half the league into thinking you can have, have an average QB and go to the Super Bowl. No, not the case. Um, can you have young tackles and, and go to the, the Super Bowl? Well, I think a lot of teams are going to try it next season. We're going to see how that works out for them. Tristan Morris, who was right, right guard, right, uh, right tackle, yeah. The easy position for a rookie to play when they come into the league, yeah. Who was the sta- Who was the stand? One of the standout tackles in the uh, in a in an O line that ga- that gave a forty three year old man all the time in the, the world that made Chris Jones and Frank Clark look pedestrian, and they are anything but pedestrian. It was. Uh, it's, it was it's going, an offensive. It's an old tackle in the National Football League. It's never easy, Brian. Never like, easy. I mean, you can't say that. Yeah, right tackle might be slightly easier than left tackle, but come on, man. I mean, it's something. Which one of us spoke to him, though? Which one of us spoke to Worfs? Was it Colin? Huh? Oh, it was yeah. definitely was Colin. The way he was jumping off yeah. that chair. Yeah, I was going to say that. Was that. <laughs> but, but, Michael, you have, have to, to have, have to look at There might be some bitterness here because there was only three tackle-needy teams drafted oh. before Tampa Bay, in one of which included, I think, New York something, New York Giants. That's who it was. Yes, he chose not to take the all-pro uh, rookie. Anyway. Uh, sorry, sorry. On. So, so hang on. Oh, geez, Brian doesn't look happy after that. Brian does not look happy after yeah. that. Uh, yeah, there were three other teams ahead of us. Yeah. And 
Anyway, Ergoy played left tackle, not right tackle. I think it would have been easier if he had played right, right tackle, but your Patriots guy off to do from some of the left tackle position. And now he's screaming back looking for the contract. And we go. <laughs> this episode's picking up, Michael. This is great fun. Let's, get, let's keep going. Er, Ergoy, in fairness, from play with, it, with a, a broken ankle for six weeks, you know, in his rookie year, which wasn't really recognized at the end of the season. But, you know, and in fairness, improved as the season went down. A bit like Wi-Fi, like I mean, I'm HD as well. We improved. Improved. Funny if improved when Joe Judge got involved and started managing the offensive line. You know, it's see what everyone look. T- time will tell, boys, and I'm, I'm, I will see what's going to happen this season going forward. But look, it's uh, it's good to chat, boys. We've, we've we've one more topic because we have went live far too much this week, and I'm exhausted. So uh, I'm just going to make an exact. I mean, if, if anybody else wants to talk about something else, put it in the put it in the private chat now. But. Um, <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this. This is for, for anybody on the podcast. I'm freaking out here because uh, Urban Meyer expects the Jaguars to play one game in 2021, a London game in May. Well, it should be announced. However, the reality is we all know what's going to happen. If you actually read the quote from Urban Meyer, he doesn't really guarantee anything. However, let's try and talk about it. Colin, entice me. How will there be a game? In London in 2021, featuring the Jaguars, because the Jag- we, we, we all know what that game will be. If that is the case, um, well, how how can there be? Because they're they're the the two countries in the world that are uh, rolling out the the vaccine the quickest. I mean, we there was talk last night that every American will have been offered. Uh, a va- uh, the vaccine by the 1st of May, that uh, the 4th of, 4th of July will not just be Independence Day, it will be Independence from COVID Day, uh, I believe is the, the term that the, I, I saw used on, on Twitter. And uh, the UK appears to just have decided to, to plow ahead. So um, it to me, unless you have um, full full stands uh you have a full stadium i don't see it coming over if that becomes a possibility if the when the the premier league starts again in august and september there uh there are old trafford is full um anfield is full um then may maybe it changes then the issue is that they have to plan now um, and planning would have all like this like up in previous years planning would have already begun we like back um even before the super bowl november the year before so that's it, when they it, find out it's very difficult to see how um you can really put it put it together because you'd have to you'd have to invest so much and again it's not just the game that they come over for it is a week-long um kind of um event circuit that they that they do so look all things are possible in the nfl and and roger goodell has proved us wrong time and time again i just i don't see it happening unless they can guarantee that you know you can have all the events and you can have a a full stadium otherwise it just doesn't make sense to fly them all the way here i mean before we bring the opportunity what did our source say a logistical nightmare it's not happening um there was also a source, and I can't recall which one you said it, that by and large, and I think you've alluded to there, um, Michael, is that most teams know re, re, you know, well in advance if they're going to London in the year, in the year for the following season. Well, who they're playing, obviously, is a different kettle of fish, but by and large, most teams know. 
And we touched on this a couple of weeks ago where we felt that potentially they might just slim it down to two teams, or sorry, two games, and they might just give one game to Wembley, one game to Tottenham. And that might come to pass because judging by his comments this evening, he's kind of suggesting we normally would have two games, but we're only going to be going for one game. And maybe that's the Wembley game, and then obviously there'd be a game in Tottenham, and the Tottenham game would be pushed out till November, which allows for even more time to get those week of events in place to, and give them more time to put the plans together. So I'm not ruling around completely. And Mark touched on it a number of months ago, um, financial investment in, in London, everything that comes with it. Column's talking about the vaccine in two, two of the countries there. It's, you know, hitting home in terms of when they feel they'll come back, return to normal. So no, I don't. I don't discount it. I think it's a real possibility. Last time we talked about this, boys, I said it. said it's still going to happen. I said I'm convinced it's still going to happen. I'm convinced they're going to give it every opportunity to happen um is it going to be the four games probably not but are they going to do everything they can and you just have to look at the political dynamic and column alludes to it quite correctly you know the us are plowing ahead full bore and that's even without private enterprise like the nfl trying to acquire um covid vaccines and try to administrate directly or try to make a claim that well we are key entertainment participants or something like that um there'll be an uproar but i'm sure they'll still try and jump the queue and in the UK, you can just see the dynamic of the government and the view of trying to get back to business, restart the economy, say everything is normal again. Um, I, I, I still think there there is more chance, in my mind, more likelihood than not, because there's too much damn money to make, simply put. So they'll get back on the horse and they will do everything they can to do it and to drive it. And they'll say the right things. They'll say it's all about safety. It's all about health and safety. We don't want to put people at risk. Um, you know, or we're provisionally put in, but we've got a backup plan just in case, you know, there's a spike or a spread or a new variant or stuff like that. But give Roger Goodell any chance because his goal is to get to 25 billion of revenue and he's well on target for it, especially with those new TV deals. And he will drive the hell out of it to make sure it gets delivered. Logistics schmistics there's going to be so much free hotel space so much free capacity so much free capability in london that's all doable nfl here's a 747 go and bring everyone over bish bash bosh get it done i love that uh, bish bash bosh i haven't heard that in quite some time um mark might might well be proved right um on this in the long run we'll see i i do think he'll be proved wrong on deshaun watson though deshaun watson will be playing elsewhere not at the texans so we'll see if that one comes to pass the other point just quickly on that is we heard today the the draft is going back to um be the draft so the nfl pushes forward um you know uh, they, uh, are they having a crowd? Well, we've to we have to wait. We've to wait and see what they're going to do. Not, well, we we now know no, that no, Fauci. Kit, well, not yet. But is the CDC guidelines in America not now that vaccinated people can stay can be indoors, no restrictions on social distancing, no restrictions on mask. If they're fully vaccinated, they can be indoors together, no restrictions on time. Only a matter of time before you begin to see people at indoor events. Um, I think um, it, the fact that you're allowing, um, you know, GMs and uh, coaches to be together, albeit yes, that right now. Let's let's see where. Okay, the draft is isn't that far away, um, but 
you know, you might even see those regu uh, regulations loosen a little bit if more and more people are vaccinated. Like a significant number of people within those NFL organizations are already vaccinated. Um, you know, it, the, the next uh, on the list will be the coaches and the players themselves. And um, that, that changes it again. But it's another step that the NFL is taking um, towards resuming things as normal as they can. Um, and they will, look, they, they will do it, I'm sure, with public safety in mind, but they will be definitely on the frontier. Uh, you know, uh, the fr they, they will be the, the ones pushing this, I have no doubt. Thank you. Just intervene to say, by the way, for anybody listening that got concerned there, that wasn't Michael strangling a cat. That wasn't Michael suddenly faking his own death. That sound you heard, that was just his way of saying, I disagree with your point, column. But it just, it sounded, you know, like mortal injuries were being inflicted upon you, Michael. Can I just Brian make a point? Very happy, but... No, I was just going to make a point, um, and I didn't think it'd come up this evening, but column's right, I read it today, yes, in the region of 80% of senior management within each organization has been vaccinated. So they're all in a position to, by and large, being in position at the draft. And look, Michael, don't be worried about the guys who can't go to the draft live will be will be tuned into our show on draft night live. And then just on the London situation, another thing you didn't have to worry about, we'll be doing a show live from London for one of the games. You just chill out. It'll all be good. And you'll be able to sell your T-shirts outside the ground like one of those guys outside Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> Promo code pints for 15% Just, I feel like I'm at the end of a Jerry Springer episode here, and his final thought, I'm just going to bring it in. Um, where do we start? Last Saturday, Adam Silver, who's the commissioner of the NBA, basically implied that he wanted to play it safe as a league this year, and that they're not going to play any game in January in Paris, or Paris, or China, because he feels it's more important as a league to play it safe, and he feels that, quote, the other leagues in America will follow. Roger Goodell will play it safe. There's no doubt about it. What will happen is the first week of May when the, when the schedule comes out, uh, it'll be like, we miss you all. We can't wait to see you all in 2022. Because you see all this money talk. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. They'll find a way to make the money anyway. They'll use the insurance money for the stadium. Some sort of way or manner about it. Because if they go over there, <laughs> if they go over there, like think, boys, just think. There's a, there's a number of things, and I know there's going to be uh, points after this. But if, if they go over there, right, and something happens, God forbid, think of the PR disaster. But also, more importantly, think of this: what's happening in the UK at the minute? And I have to say it: I'm in Northern Ireland, so I'm in the UK at the minute. You know, geographically at the minute. Okay, we all know what's going to happen. They're all going to have the big summer. And at the end of the summer, what happens then? But the good thing is we're all being vaccinated. So going back, uh, seeing um, Mark's lovely face, smug face a minute ago, and seeing what Brian said about uh, about me standing outside selling the T-shirts. If it does happen, I'll be outside the stadium selling the T-shirts, my friend. But none of you boys will be allowed in. It'll be UK residents only, I'd say, at this point, because if we're all vaccinated. And finally, just on that point, boys, there's more chance, in my opinion, of Brian O'Leary winning the Rosa Tralee than there is of there being a London game this year. There'll be four well, games next year. Well, well, I'll tell you what, when we go, to, if that's the case, then you can wear a Rose Trudy dress in London on the day when we're there after the show as a bit. Okay? The Jaguars against the Browns. It's the Jaguars against the Cards. I even know which game it is, but I didn't want to declare it to me. Breaking news. You think it's the Broncos, yeah? Well, look, Michael, the one thing is... Fourth against fourth in the division. 
you bring up Adam Silver and there's one thing you are missing. It is always, it's like Jesse J, Jay's song. It's all about the money, money, money. Adam Silver and the NBA, when they do games abroad, lose money. It costs them. It actually is a detriment. They believe it's going to expand the influence, but at the moment, the game itself costs them money. The NFL, not only is it expanding the international impact, they make money. When they How much do they make? What's that? How much do they make? Seriously, uh, genuine question. Do you trying know? to figure out between some of the accounts and stuff like that, it's it's a few million. If it's Anaheim under 15, it's not material. They're not bothered. To make money over the, over the course of the four games or per game, per game. I have no idea. I I, I need to see the yeah. figures, but and, and think... the same token, at the same token, that's not even taking account the halo effect. Like why do why do the NBA do it if they lose money? Because of the halo effect, the international distribution, the hope that you're increasing TV markets, you hope you're increasing the merchandising markets and things like that. There's great other ancillary benefits for doing it, but Adam Silver will come out and say, "Oh, well, we're doing it for the greater good," and blah blah blah. Yeah. Because he's actually caught his league is in hemorrhaging money and they had to spend so much and they are not the money making machine the NFL is. You know, Roger Goodell, did the NFL spend a ton of money, like over one million COVID tests uh, last year to get the season going through? Absolutely. Is it worth it for it? Look what CBS, ABC, uh, Fox, NBC have just stumped up for the TV contracts. They can do it. They can handle it. That's why there's one big daddy in the room when it comes to sports uh, and when it comes to making money, and that is the NFL when it comes to American sports. First time, every time, all the time. I have, I, I still have doubts whether the, the games will happen overseas, but what I have no doubt is Roger Goodell will not be taking any, anything from the NBA commissioner. Ratings down for the NBA finals last year, 70%. 70% drop. I mean, how is the guy still in the job? Goodell makes makes a season go by, and the NFL lose what I think four million off of there, and but the streaming figures were up. Ah, uh, I I would say if, if the the NFL is a behemoth in in terms of what it does and and a juggernaut, I still think that they will have to look at how feasible it is to bring people over. But it is a money making machine, unlike. The, the others. I mean, the, it's getting the Glazers to invest in a team in the way the Premier League can't even do. M Michael, you made, a, you made a point around if something was to happen in terms... I imagine you're, you're talking about someone who potentially would take ill and, and pass away, or I don't know, you know, outside no, of that. No, no, no. Maybe no, it was no, 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 a, like a variant or something that was... Yeah, okay, yeah, no, I appreciate that. So if anything detrimental was to happen, the reality is the team, the background, background staff... Everything that comes with a team coming over are fully vaccinated. Anything outside of that is beyond the NFL's control. If fans from teams want to travel and take their chances coming over if they haven't been vaccinated, that's really outside of the, the boundary, you know. So realistically, what the league are going to do is they're making sure everybody who has a role that linked back to the NFL is secure in terms of being vaccinated and can travel. If they can't, they don't travel. So they will make sure, rest assured, they will make sure everything's 100% clean from a legal point of view, from a health point of view, from every other aspect, it'll be squeaky clean before they make that decision. Will it be squeaky clean in April? No. So, look, that's my opinion. Have we any other points, boys? Any yeah, other so, points? so, yes, but again, the schedule comes out in mid-May, okay? And what they'll do is, America said it, and I, it is mid-May, because that's what's been declared. So, what will happen is, it'll come out <laughs> mid-May, and they'll put the games in, in terms of London, 
to be reevaluated, and they'll put a date in June. Okay. Okay. That's all right. I, I hope it is a case. I just think it, that was the best. That, 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 you didn't. You didn't think that one would take up so much air time, did you? That kind of that, uh, a conversation. We'll have about to go live. We'll, like, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to go live. Hi, whenever uh, it's announced that it's not happening. Five p.m. on. Let me just get my calendar. Up. My, my Five o'clock on. Another prediction, right? Oh, there we go. Five Very o'clock. Wednesday, the fifth of. One last other prediction. Sorry, didn't mean to talk over you, but one last other prediction. That isn't the first nor the last time we'll have a spirited discussion about something Urban Meyer says this season. Because I have a feeling he's going to be a bit of a quote magnet at times, and that's going to be something fun to watch during the season. Yes, indeed. Uh, Brian mentioned that, this, just before we go, Brian mentioned at the start of the show that we're all a lot. Are, are we all a lot next week? What's the plan next week, Brian? We're on every night at 10 o'clock, Monday to Friday. Tampering period starts on Monday at 8 o'clock Irish time. So by 10 o'clock, I'd imagine you'll have two or three of the big deals done already because it just tends to happen. Bob Miller gone by 9 o'clock. Bob Miller gone by 9 o'clock. 8.01. But um, the reality is the the league year starts on Wednesday, but what we've seen in the past, anybody who's well clued in with NFL, Majority of the big deals are done come Wednesday. In, in principle, the, leagues, the, the deals are done. I'd imagine come Monday night, Tuesday morning, before we go back on live on, on Tuesday night, there will be a lot of deals done. And, uh, and we, have cer- of... we have certainly not a lot to talk about next week. And there'll be a lot of reaction, a lot of shock as well. Hold and I think un- until then, boys, uh, <laughs> that will do us. Please, please check out our new website, irishnflshow.com. Uh, you can check out our new range of merchandise uh, in terms of pints and crack, um, the Irish kind of crack. Please check it out. It's available on the 28th of April. I will post it to you in Monaghan Post Office or in the north somewhere in a Royal Mail Post Office. Please support us. Promo code PINTS, 15% off. Boys, until next time, uh, have a good night. <laughs>